A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini-episode. Hello. Wow, Desi. <laughs> what's going on with you today? Your skin looks really good. It Did does? you do something? No. Is it just the lighting? It has to be a magic trick because okay. I feel like my skin has gone to shit oh. lately. It looks good. Maybe oh, well, it's the lighting. I maybe, don't know. maybe it is doing better. I don't know. Did you put makeup on? No. I have a little bit of makeup on. Oh. Oh, you had a Zoom. <laughs> God damn it. That's what it is. I had a Zoom meeting, Desi. That's why I don't look like The Walking I'm Dead sorry. right now. <laughs> I haven't worn makeup in months, so I don't even know. know. I can't wait to put it on. And you you usually see me completely without makeup. Right. Like all the time. Look, it's not like your skin looks bad before, but it's just like there was something a little... Here comes the backpedaling. You have some lip gloss on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had to be presentable to people at a Zoom meeting. So... Anyway. (laughs) Well, this is actually a great segue for today's episode, today's mini episode, So Desi last week talked to us about weird old-timey medical treatments. Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking about some weird old-timey beauty treatments. Because as we talked about in our Joan Crawford part one episode, she was, you know, did her ice bath in the morning and she really did do that. And And the facelift thing. And she had that weird jock strap she wore on her face. (laughs) That allegedly would like prevent wrinkles or tone her jaw or whatever. Or like lift, it was like literally lifting your face, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I decided let's go down the rabbit hole of weird old timey beauty treatments. There are a few I want to start off talking about. Maybe you've heard of these. These are some old school celebrity beauty procedures and treatments. Now, this one is like one of the more wild ones that I've heard of. And this is just a rumor, of course, but it's a rumor that dates back to the 40s because I actually, I was like, I researched this and it's like on a bunch of like weird, weird, random, like, did you know sites? Uh huh. So then I looked it up on our newspaper service and there was oh. actually like a newspaper article about it. Like so-and-so says, oh, so-and-so says that Marlena Daytrick was rumored to have had her molars removed to accentuate the hollows of her face and to give her her signature sharp cheekbones. Ooh. I'm trying to feel like if that would really do anything. I mean, you know when you get like meth mouth? No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) So relatable. (laughs) It's like when you lose your teeth. Okay. From doing meth and you have these like sick cheekbones. Okay. Yeah, I guess you could feel them here if those got taken out. Yeah. It would sink in slightly. That was yeah. the rumor that she had her cheekbones because there's like these before and after pictures of her before she was famous. Right. I don't know. It could, could just be really good contouring. Yeah. But she does have sick cheekbones. Yeah. So she was also have alleged to have pulled the skin of her face back with surgical tape. For an instant facelift. Oh, yeah. That's pretty common, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Or like having a high ponytail. You know, when I was a kid, I thought a facelift was, I thought they pulled 
all your skin in the back. And like people who had a facelift had a huge ball of skin at the back of their head, like a bun. Like they just kept pulling it back there and putting it in a bun. (laughs) (laughs) And having to hide it with their hair. Yeah. Like I didn't really know. I didn't think that they actually cut the skin off. Like, yeah, I just thought they pulled it back. Cause I must've heard something about pulling it back or something. Right. That was like my impression as a child that they had this huge ball of skin <laughs> in the back. It's so That's even worse. That is terrifying. Yeah, really disgusting. You don't hear about facelifts a lot anymore. No, it's really all about the fillers now. Yeah. I wonder if fillers have just replaced it. Right. I think they have those like, um, they're, I can't remember what they're called. They're like facelifts, like the strings, the mini string facelifts, like where it's like uh, an out inpatient procedure or an outpatient procedure. Isn't there some kind of facelift where it's like not the full thing? Well, they have the thing that, like, or the lick, is it the fillers? It's kind of it's the facelift. It's not fillers, it's like these weird marionette strings that they inject into your face and then they pull them back. Ugh. I know someone who got those done. That sounds so creepy. And like, I, I like, okay, look, I'm going to be real. Like I looked at the before and afters. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Like I, I would do that. But then I looked at the procedure and what they do and it's so creepy. I can't do it. Yeah. It's but like, I don't doubt that the results, I haven't seen the results, but it's more of thinking about what it is sometimes that makes me like, I can't live with that knowledge. It just creeped me out too much. But like, honestly, like I'm totally pro anyone who, who gets that if they want that. Yeah, I'm pro that too. Yeah, for sure. I'm pro all plastic surgery if you want it. Yeah, I just don't personally, sometimes the procedures creep me out thinking about them. Yeah, that's like what stops me. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about Rita Hayworth. Do you know about Rita Hayworth's beauty transformation? I know about, yes, I do. This is really like kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. she underwent painful electrolysis to raise the, her hairline to appear more anglicized for the studios. Yeah. Because they thought she was too, you know, ethnic looking. She is of Spanish descent. Her father's from Spain. And when she first broke into show business, she went by her birth name, which is Margarita Cancino. But when she signed with Columbia Pictures, her name was changed to Rita Hayworth. Hayworth was her mother's surname and she's of English descent. So not only did Rita laser off part of her natural hairline, she also dyed her jet black hair red. Like she, yeah. it was always dyed forevermore. Yeah. Well, she's a famous redhead. She, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, an interesting Yeah. One. Her hairline is, it's weird when you see her rear, real ha- it's hairline. It's dramatically different. It's something, I think when I first heard that, I was like, I didn't even, there's like things I don't even know that people do, like that are like not even in my imagination. Right. Like the procedures people go through. Electrolysis is painful too. I've never had electrolysis, but I have, uh, I have thought about it, but I'm too fair. Well, doing it on your face is also, I've heard it's really painful. Right. You have to have darker hair to do it though. Did right. you know that? Yeah. Because yeah. it, it like... It like zeros in on the dark hair. Yeah, I, don't know. I have like a few on my upper lip lip that I just get waxed. But part of it's not that much. But I was like, oh, I could just get them done. It would probably not be that bad. But I can't even get that done because so. you have strawberry blonde hair. Yeah, so part of me is just like, oh, I can just get them zapped out instead of getting it waxed whenever I remember or tweezing it. Yeah, I thought it would just be like taking care of it. But I can't because it's too light. It's too light. I heard the lasers are getting more able to do to pick lighter up, hairs. Right. It's not the biggest problem in my life. 
Well, you can't go now there anyway. There was just part of me where I was kind of like, ah, that would be easy. Like, it's not going to take that long. I won't need a million procedures. It's a small amount of hairs, right. so it won't hurt. And then I won't have to worry about it ever again. But yeah. Stay tuned, guys. Guys, it's exciting. Stay tuned. <laughs> and Jean Harlow, she used actual bleach to color her hair. Her hair looks like it smells like bleach. <laughs> like, it is so blonde. She was the original platinum blonde. Yeah. I mean, she really did coin that term. So she used like a combination of ammonia, Clorox, lye, just like basically shit that's like supposed to clean your kitchen floor. Right. That's like literally toxic. That's toxic. I mean, there's even like a conspiracy theory or a rumor that like, oh, she died as a result of bleaching her hair. Oh, right. We're going to do her eventually yeah, for an episode because we want to talk about her husband too. Yeah. But yeah, there was like a theory like, oh, she got, she became ill from bleaching her hair that I way. dyed my hair platinum once. Not like this. Not like her. Not with Clorox. But it's, it fucking stunk. Yeah. It was... And my hair like was fucked up. I couldn't do anything until it grew out. I think what? I put like manic panic in it. Yeah, that sounds about right. It was like pink, but not as dark. Like it just was not. It was a mess. My hair was this color, this Jean Harlow co- color for years. Yeah. Like from high school until, I don't know, my early 20s. It's an intense procedure bleaching your hair like that. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did it by myself. I did it at home. Yeah. Sometimes on a blue moon, I would go to the salon and have them do it. But usually I just did it myself. I had... White blonde hair in high school, and then the bottom half of it was jet black. Yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. 
I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. I read a book this week by Joan Crawford. It's, it's like her biography and it's called my way of life. And she released it (laughs) and she released it in 1971. And she has an, it's basically like her life advice. Like this is how I live my life. This is how I, um, I mean, obviously she doesn't mention like all the child abuse in it. She's an OG influencer. It's like very influencer esque. Yeah. One of the chapters, or like it's an, it's not even a chapter, it's an entire section of the book is basically like all of her fashion and beauty secrets and what she does. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm really, I was really expecting some off the wall beauty stuff, but a lot of it's very sensible. I would say the more off the wall slash offensive stuff was like her dieting stuff because she's like very, I mean, it's like very kind of, she's like, I just. She's like, I eat what I, I eat all the stuff that I like, and all the stuff I like happens to be very like low calorie. <laughs> Cottage cheese. <laughs> it was like lettuce. She's like, I stay away from potatoes because they're full of carbohydrates and fat. And like, cause they're just you just they get doused in fat. I'm like, yeah, that's why they're so good. Yeah. Ugh, now I want a baked potato. I know. You know me and baked potatoes. You both I've us. been thinking about it since last night because you tweeted about a baked potato. I was like, I want a fucking baked potato. I got so horny for a prime rib and baked potato. I last was night. so hungry last night for like fried shrimp. We have got to get fried shrimp. I agree. How do we do it? I don't know. I don't want bad ones. I want the best no, in the city. No, I want the best. Money is no object. <laughs> Money is no object for these shrimp. I fucking want them. I agree. So Joan said that her skin was very dry. She's also said that she never used soap unless she has to remove heavy makeup worn during filming. I mean, her regimen, this is so classic, like old school. She would remove her makeup with Vaseline. Ooh. You know, like... Cold cream. (laughs) Yeah, like she was into cold cream and shit. She's like... And she then she would scrub her face really vigorously with soap and water after... This is just for getting rid of her stage makeup. But for day-to-day cleansing, she said she used a cleansing cream and her face brushes. And she also had ones that vibrated, which sort of was like an old-school Clarisonic. Yeah. But it plugged into the wall. Ooh, I didn't even know that existed. For Joan Crawford, it did. Moisturizer, very important to Joan, and she never neglected her neck. She's like, your neck will betray you first. That's such a, like, grandma thing to say. Right? To not betray. To Don't not, forget your neck. Like, right, right. Your and, your, and your decollete. And your decollete. 
She also loved masks, and she even had some homemade ones. Like, she had a mayo mask that she used to wear. She'd basically whip up homemade mayonnaise and put this it on her skin. This is seriously Instagram influence. This is so, yeah. Just mash some avocado. <laughs> she would blend vegetables and fruits and put them on her face mixed with sour cream or honey. She Jeez. had all these, like, all-natural masks cool. that she was wearing. And... I think one of the most off-the-wall things in her chapter about her beauty routine was that sometimes she would soak cotton pads in boric acid and <gasps> place them over her eyes. What? That, that sounds, sounds bad. not good. <laughs> I mean, acid. Well, I mean, hyaluronic acid's good. Yeah. But yeah. what's boric acid? I like looked it up and I forgot already. Honestly, I don't really know. It's reminding me of borax, which is an old school cleaner. I know, that's what it reminds me of so too. So maybe that's why I'm having a bad association, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Maybe it's a health, maybe it is a space thing. I don't think so. <laughs> she also says that when Christina was young, she used to shampoo her hair with raw eggs. I've heard that before. She ne- didn't use regular shampoo or conditioner. Oh, only raw yes. eggs. Gross. Christina, Tina. <laughs> I'm just imagine here. her cracking an egg on <laughs> her head, like literally just smashing it. Oh yeah, she would put yeah. six raw eggs on Christina's head and wash her hair with that. Ew. Like that's how her hair would get scrubbed. And egg yolks have like a lot of fat in them. That seems like it would be greasy. Like, that's definitely, like, for a good conditioning mask, Maybe. you know? Because, yeah, you put mayonnaise on your hair for conditioning. I mean, a mask I can see, but to wash your hair with it? I can't. I don't know. If it you, seems expensive, too. Yeah. Six eggs a day, like, just right. for your hair? Yeah. I mean, if you've washed your hair, I don't mean used a hair mask with eggs. If you've washed your hair with raw egg yolks, please write into the show. Yeah. Dying to know. She said this is a trick that she learned from Katherine Hepburn. Okay. I bet Catherine Hepburn was playing a joke on her. <laughs> I mean, Catherine Hepburn does seem more like I take her more seriously. Yeah. Like if she really was doing it, then I'd buy it more. Right. But that's just me. So <laughs> <laughs> let's just talk about some weird beauty treatments from the past in general. Some of these are downright horrifying, including this one, which is that Lysol used to be advertised as a douching product. <laughs> Sorry. That's so, that's the patriarchy. <laughs> this, wait till you see the ad that they ran for it. Uh. Okay, so when Lysol was invented in 1889, it was obviously used as a disinfectant as it is today, but by the 1920s, Lysol began running ads directed at women to use their product as a douche. And these ads were obviously very sexist. They Portray, they were all portraying women whose husbands were no longer interested in them, presumably because they had a stinky pussy, and that Lysol would fix that. Because men love a smell of disinfectant. <laughs> yeah. That's really hot to men, yeah. I've heard. So this is, there's an ad for the Lysol douche, and it's a picture of a woman behind a locked door, and she's quoted as saying, please, Dave, please don't let me be locked out from you. <gasps> This husband has locked this woman out of the bedroom because she has a stinky puss. This is what the ad says. It's a lot of copy. A man marries a woman because he loves her. So instead of blaming him, if married love begins to cool, she should question herself. 
Is she, what the hell? Is she truly trying to keep her husband and herself eager, happy married lovers? One of the most one most effective way to safeguard her dainty feminine allure by practicing complete feminine hygiene as provided by vaginal douches with a scientifically correct preparation like Lysol. So easy a way to banish the misgivings that often keep married lovers apart. Lysol has amazing proved power to kill germ life on contact, truly cleanses the vaginal canal, even in the presence of mucous matter. Thus, Lysol acts in a way that makeshifts like soap, salt, or soda. Never can. Oh, never can. (laughs) Appealing daintiness is assured because the very source of objectionable odors is eliminated. Yet gentle, non-caustic Lysol will not harm delicate tissue. Simple directions give correct douching solution. Many doctors advise their patients to douche regularly with Lysol brand disinfectant just to ensure feminine daintiness alone and to use it as often as necessary. No greasy after effect. Okay. Let's take out all, <laughs> let's take out all of the opinions about how horrible it is towards women. Guys will literally stick their dicks <laughs> into like a crusty old cum fleshlight. Like I seriously doubt that any guy was like, ooh. Pussy's too gross to stick my dick into. They'll stick it into any hole in the fucking world, no matter how dirty and cum-filled and crusty it is. Like, that's an insane already on its face that guys are worried about that. (laughs) Don't you agree? Like... You know how I feel about vaginal health. If you... Right, but I'm just saying taking that even out of the equation. Like, guys don't care about that. Well, in the 50s, it was all about pleasing your husband. Right. This ad's clearly from the 50s, just based on the illustration, what the woman's wearing, the photograph, what she's wearing. Um, (laughs) Also, all ads from those periods are like 8,000 words. They're so Like, who's fucking reading that shit? Right. It's like a picture, and there's like some goofy caption like, ooh, let me in. (laughs) Some stereotypical or horrible, like, you know, a little joke. And then it's like 8,000 words of copy. Right. It's like, who read those in Life magazine? Yeah. <laughs> like, if women are such dumb bitches, how do you expect us to read all this copy? Seriously, Lysol? Get a grip. <laughs> I need visual aids. Okay. Here's a visual aid. I one time played with a douche. What? <laughs> a child. Was it your mom's? It was like the kind that looks like a hot water bottle with the hose. <laughs> Wait, I don't know if it was my mom's. It may have been my aunt's. And it had like the long hose, so you would fill it up with water and then <laughs> okay. you know where this is going. Did you beer bong a douche, Desi? Beer bong? No, it was a child. Well, I was really young. Well, like a, lo- a young child. <laughs> so the thing is, you put the douche high and then yeah. you have the hose, which has like a, a sprinkler effect. <laughs> like, So oh. you have to hold it up higher and then once you get it to a certain level, the water starts sprinkling out of the douche. Yeah. Right? Okay. So- I was in the bath with my cousin, who's a female, also <laughs> a little girl, another little girl, and we were squirting each other with the douche. <laughs> <laughs> and her brother, who was a teenager, walked in on us. I have no idea why, because that he should not have walked in on us. We were very young children. And he, he screamed out, Mom, you know, Desi and Angel, my cousin's Angel, name. Her name was Angel. Angel, look, I'm trash. I'm from Florida. Are playing with a the douche. They're playing with a the douche. <laughs> we, 
we didn't even know what the fuck it did, but we're just like squirting each other with this like fucking super soaker or whatever we thought we were doing. And we were just like humiliated instantly because we're like, we knew it was wrong. Right. But you didn't, you still didn't know what a douche that was. That was just fucking hanging in the shower. <laughs> So gross! Ew. This big red water bath, like, like Ew. what the? Fu- it's like, what is this? Like green living? Like a reusable douche? It was so <laughs> awful. Anyway, so disgusting. So that was my douche. That's the only time I ever douched, <laughs> like with a fake douche. I'm honestly surprised that douches are still on the market. Just knowing what we know, it's about never them. seen. It's never seemed like something I was like, I need to do that. Like I never was tempted by it or yeah. thought I had to. I just I don't feel know. like with everything we know about pussies, like how how are they still making Who's douches? douching? If you're still douching, <laughs> write us. <laughs> we won't shame you. We, we just want to know why. We're curious why you're doing it, how you started. I would love to know. Like who's buying Massengill? And is it disrupting the natural flora of your vagina? And I wonder if it's like something your mom told you to do and then like you just, you have like a psychological block. You can't stop doing it or something. That's dark. Or, or I would love to know if a guy has tasted a douche pussy. <laughs> Don't write us though. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's uh, that will go off the rails. Yeah, I so. don't, I don't want guys writing. I'm in curious about that. though, or if, like if you're a woman, tell us if some guy has noticed because I trust a woman. If to... they were like he noticed it smelled like fresh laundry, yeah, he's like, is this your pussy is spring fresh? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Max Factor, okay, very famous makeup. makeup artist, Hollywood legend. Do they even make Ma- Max Factor makeup anymore? I don't think so they but used it to used to be at the drugstore yeah the pans i bet you some other company bought it out and like just read labeled it or something right? yeah i just don't remember i don't think it's sold anymore but, but i haven't have, been in a drugstore for a while no but you remember buying max factor makeup i mean i don't think i ever bought it but i remember the commercials for it right right it i had like I a little was in a lot of plays when i was a kid it's so, like the classic pancake makeup. Right. Yeah. So I'd buy that pancake makeup yeah. before a show. Um, but yeah, Max Factor was a real dude. And in the 1930s, he developed a contraption to identify a client's facial flaws, which is pretty horrifying. <laughs> and this thing is like a horrifying fucking contraption. Um, and they advertised for it like... You know, Max Factor can identify exactly what the fuck is wrong with your face so he can fix it with his makeup skills. Right. Um, it was called the Beauty Micrometer and it analyzed facial flaws for makeup. It looked like a scary, like, catcher's. Oh, mask. shit. And it has, like, the little screw points. <laughs> yeah, it has. Like, this is like a brace for when you, like, break your neck or something. Except it goes over your face. It says, recently perfected by Max Factor, one of Hollywood's most famous beauty experts, the new, a new instrument designed to aid makeup men accurately registers actors' facial measurements and discloses which features should be reduced or enhanced in the makeup process. Flaws almost invisible to the ordinary eye become glaring distortions when thrown upon the screen in highly magnified images. But Factor's beauty micrometer reveals the defects. The device, remotely resembling a baseball mask, fits over the head and face with flexible metal strips which conform closely to the various features. The strips are held in place by set screws, allowing for 325 possible adjustments. If, for instance, the subject's nose is slightly crooked, 
So slightly, in fact, that it escapes ordinary observation, the flaw is promptly detected by the instrument and corrective makeup is applied by an experienced operator. Wow. This is like for very anal retentive people about flaws. Yeah. You can't... I think we're beyond this period. Yeah. Like people like their flaws now or their differences. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's crazy. I hope so. I mean, yeah. I mean, this thing's terrifying looking. That is, that's a medieval torture device. That's what it looks yeah. like. Okay. Now, can I just say something really quickly? Of course. Um, I'm try. I was trying to remember and I remembered the, um, I feel like we will do an episode on Max Factor because an interesting side note is his, I think his great grandson was convicted of um, multiple accounts of sexual assault using Jesus. date using date rape drug. Like he used roofies. Oh my god! Yeah, and I was I fe- I was researching something else, and I came across it, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like there was what? all this weird shit in Max Factor's life, like his family after the fact. So it would be a good episode, I think, yeah. to do like the whole Hollywood stuff, and then like the aftermath um, with his great great grandson. I think. Yeah, it was crazy. That's so crazy. I didn't know that. Okay, there in the 1920s, there was a lot of fat vanishing soap that was being advertised. Like soap that you would put on your, like use, and then it would make you skinny. Okay. Um, Sign me up. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's like, I mean, these ads. How does that work? Look, these are very insensitive. I feel like I've seen those soap where it was like supposed to get rid of cellulite and it had like raised bumps on it or yeah, something, right? Were, I feel like those were popular in the late 90s. Yeah, that was like a newer thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or it would have caffeine and those raised bumps. Yeah. And you would scrub them it almost seemed, butt. It almost seemed more plausible. Like, the fat one doesn't seem plausible at all. No. And I, that other soap is probably not accurate either, but yeah. There were various brands. One of the brands was Lamar, and it says, wash away fat and years of age with Lamar reducing soap. <laughs> I'm just picturing the ad where it's like the woman before and then she uses the soap and it's like she's 20 years younger. <laughs> like right. it's like you can just vanish age. I mean, this is kind of, there is an illustration of like a large woman and then she morphs into a smaller woman in this little newspaper ad. Oh my God. And there's like a medium too. Yeah, there's so a like a midway point. <laughs> I mean, this is like a demented product. The soap. It's, it's, it says... This new disco- the new discovery results quick and amazing. Nothing internal to take. Reduce any part of body desire without affecting other parts. This is really not <laughs> so you can scientific. just you can just spot check like right. areas problematic areas. Uh, no di- uh, no dieting or exercising. Be as slim as you wish. Acts like magic in reducing double chin, abdomen, ungainly ankles, unbecoming wrists. Arms and shoulders, large busts, or any soup. soup, Now I'm like, what's wrong with my wrist? Fat on body. (laughs) Sold direct to you by mail, postpaid, or money back guarantee. What a scam. This is such a scam. Yeah, there was like many different. There was another brand, not Lamar, but Laparl, also sold obesity soap. Used like an ordinary soap. Positively reduces fat without dieting or gymnastics. Gymnastics? That is so old school. <laughs> Absolutely harmless. That's what it says on the in the ad. That's like the people when you used to go to the gym and you just threw like a medicine ball for an hour. <laughs> or you like ha, uh, did the rings. Yeah. 
Or the horse. I like the horse. Well, you have to wear that black uh, tank top with short jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah, that's how people used to exercise. Uh, the good old days. So, yeah. Uh, this, I mean, like, there were several brands that, there was even one geared towards men called Dr. Paul Bouchaud's Flesh Reducing Soap. I like how they had to make it more manly. Well, they have flesh a- reducing. <laughs> They have a picture. Oh, that's the doctor. I thought this was geared towards men because the doctor's kind of portly. Oh. Oh, okay. So this one ad says, why be stout? And then it shows a very stout looking man. But then underneath it says, Dr. Paul Bouchaud, Bordeaux, MD, France. So that's actually not a great advertisement for the soap. Because it's like, well, why aren't you using the soap? Right. Why isn't it working for him? His hair is insane, too. It says, Dr. Paul Bouchaud's flesh-reducing soap, which is, that's just gross, flesh-reducing. Ugh, don't make me sound like a flesh. It's del- it's, which is delighting the overstout and proving a genuine reducer to all who use it will absorb all fatty tissues from any part of the body and bring back natural slimness even to the worst case. All unhealthy flabbiness of muscles regain new life under the influence of this specially compounded flesh-reducing soap. It sounds like a Twilight Zone. It's so gross. It's creepy. Yeah. Oh, this is like an Australian one. Ooh. Unsolicited testimonies of users all over Australia and New Zealand who express their delightful satisfaction with the good results from this reducing soap are received by every post. It ate all my flesh. It's gross. <laughs> I don't like that. Don't I don't like flesh. the scientific scientific concept that it's sucking out the the unwanted flesh or dissolving it or melting yeah, it in the shower. That's really gross. Come on, clogging your drain. Yeah, <laughs> disgusting. Okay, and our final weird medical treatment that's very dangerous is a Victorian era one, and that is arsenic wafers. Ooh. These were meant to give you a smooth, flawless complexion. Wow. But really, it was because you were so pale that you were, because you were about to die. <laughs> Look. <laughs> I, <laughs> I found this great website called thequackdoctor.com, Ooh. which has a bunch, bunch of old, like, ads for old medical. Yeah. And I love like, the old ads. Yeah. So this has, um, this is... Talking about Dr. McKenzie's new improved harmless arsenic complexion wafers. He's one of the many doctors who sold his brand of arsenic wafers to eat that would give right. you, supposedly give you this complexion. According to thequackdoctor.com, the wafers made the skin fashionably pale by destroying red blood cells. <laughs> Doesn't sound <laughs> great. Oh, you mean like some diseases I'm aware of? <laughs> yeah. Uh, although it was possible to build up a tolerance for arsenic by taking regular small amounts, it is by no surprise that cosmetic use of the substance did not always end happily. Um, and it's in July of 1880, the Indianapolis Sentinel reported the case of a young lady, handsome and intelligent, who had gradually lost her sight as a result of taking arsenic. So, yeah, obviously... <sighs> Not a good idea. No, when I was researching my episodes from the past few weeks, I did see arsenic a lot used for other medical treatments. You did? Yeah, I, I just left it out for whatever reason because there wasn't a lot of information, but it was always on like 
it was always like around when I was looking up other things, I would see arsenic. They really wanted it tablets to work. or part, you know, like I didn't see the um skincare one, but um I did see like it was used for other medical procedures or treatments I or mean, medicines. That, that is such an over the top outrageous way to get a fair complexion. I mean, I certainly don't need it. I'm like as fair as it comes, but like <laughs> it's really sad. It's it's really sad. <laughs> it's fucking demented. It's like flowers in the attic. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> that's like how that's my forever association with arsenic Same. now. Same and the um, cookies. But yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah. good. I I like those. I like those old medical things or beauty things too. Like, I do too. They're fascinating to me. It's wild. It's wild that people did them. Some of I'm them curious, just, like what we're doing now that people 20 years or 50 years from now will be like they injected botulism into their faces. Probably, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Probably like, they're probably going to look at Botox and, or injectables and, or anything, any kind of injectables yeah. with such scorn, and they're like, yeah. why didn't they just do this blobbity blue? Right, they'll have some more advanced treatment. Right, um, yeah, like that's, that's interesting. What the other. The other like medical or like beauty procedure that will probably seem archaic or like or um, sadistic in the future is microneedling. Oh yeah, I've we, done that because we've both done it. Yeah, and it leaves your face literally covered in blood. Did you have a lot of blood from it? I told them I don't want to look in the mirror. I was like, wipe it off oh. before, but my face was red and scabby for like two days. My face was red, but. That's right. I didn't see the blood, but maybe I, I only had it done one time I and I think twice. they do it less the first time. So maybe I didn't have a lot of blood, but you remember how they'll kind of say that the second time they'll go deeper. Yeah. So I never had it done twice. I actually have some treatments left, but I can't go because everything's know. closed. I know. I hope they still, I mean, obviously they'll still be good. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I think about it. Yeah. I'm like, damn it, I should have gotten before. I know. Who knew? I know. I'm starting to feel haggard right now, honestly. Yeah. I want some beauty treatments. Because like my roots are so grown out right now. I just. Uh. I mean, thank God I ordered a kit from my person. Yeah. Because that saved me. Right into the show if you're also feeling haggard. We're all in this together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do some listener emails, Desi. Okay. Now, we have one from our friend, Kate Pantle. She wrote in because she said, okay, fine. We were texting. She's like, I guess I'll send you my ghost story. I was like, Ooh. send me your ghost story. Yeah. Obviously, I'm going to read it. So this is very creepy. Ooh. In 2008, I was dating someone I had been friends with for a while. I was in college, and we had known each other for about five years. This guy lived in Topeka, Kansas, close to a closed-down and abandoned psychiatric hospital. I know this hospital. In Topeka? Yeah, because my friend is from Kansas, and he always posts pictures of this Topeka, a mental institution. Oh, my God. So I'm, like, well aware of it. (laughs) Wow. We were both super interested in the paranormal and went to the hospital once before, but I got so freaked out I wouldn't leave his car. The second time we went there, one of my best friends went with us. We were walking the grounds, and I wandered off the sidewalk path away from my companions and saw an emaciated and naked, ghostly white figure in front of a tree. I fell to the ground, and my friend and boyfriend ran over to see what the fuck had happened. I tried to tell them what I saw, but I was stuttering really badly from being freaked out. 
We decided to walk back to my boyfriend's car and shit got more weird. We were walking strictly on the sidewalk pathways and suddenly my friend turned and said, do you guys remember walking around those concrete barriers? I turned around and saw three concrete barriers that we would have obviously had had to have walked around off of the sidewalk to get around and they were only six to eight feet behind us. None of us remember walking around them or climbing over them. Wow. On the way to the car, we passed a building that had been a dormitory for patients, and I saw black figures walking around in a crouched position across the roof. Even after getting somehow safely back to my house that night, which I shared with five other people, I couldn't sleep. I had nightmares about the psychiatric hospital for weeks and still have dreams about it once in a while. It's one of the creepiest goddamn things to ever happen to me. I've only told a handful of people about it, and one only one has ever believed me. We believe you, Kate. We weren't drunk or on drugs, and I sure as shit drank a lot after we got back to my boyfriend's house that night to try and feel like a normal human being again. Sorry the story is so long, but this shit has haunted me for years, and I've had weird paranormal experiences throughout my life, but this one has stuck with me so hard. Creepy. Isn't that scary? That's the... um those type of places are fucking scary. Like I'm old, obsessed. Old abandoned, abandoned psych hospitals. Yes. Yeah, I would never go near one. Yeah. No, my friend Luca is from Kansas and he post he's posted several pictures. And when I first met him, I was like, What is this hospital? <laughs> Cause I like that kind of thing. And I was yeah. like, What is this? Like, oh. I like reading about it or like looking at pictures, but would I ever go walk around an abandoned mental hospital? Absolutely not. I mean, I don't think I would go inside, but I might walk around the grounds. Oh my God, I can't even do it. Yeah, I, I could. can't even do it. But I like, I mean, I've like seen pictures of people who have like gone to these abandoned hospitals before. And I take one look, I'm like, that's not for me. It might be too scary for me, even. It's too scary. Even for me. if I'm not like a ghost person, I, I would feel like the presence of like the evil that happened there, probably. Yeah. Cause they're very fucked up. They did fucked up things to those very patients. Very fucked up. So yeah, that's a good one. I couldn't do it. And they're always like, they always are fucking creepy looking. They're always like, why, why don't they just get demolished? I was literally just talking to someone about this earlier. And I said, like, I wasn't like a huge fan of the American horror story. Is yeah. that what it's called? I did like the the insane asylum one. Right. I think it was called asylum. Yeah. This, I think it's maybe like season two. That was the one I did like. Right. Because I'm always going to be scared <laughs> in that setting. So scary. And there's always like a vaguely Nazi person working there. Oh, yeah. Like a doctor who used to work and they're they're like willing to do all those crazy fucked up experiments. Totally. Yeah. Oh, Ugh, my God. Awful. Ugh. Scary. Um, yeah, so that's all our listener emails. We got some more, but I'm going to save them okay. for next time. But thank you guys for writing in. I read all your emails. They're all so sweet. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for writing into the show. Oh, we should, say, we should give props to the gift we got. Yes. We got a gift from Linda. Yeah. She sent us two hot pink shirts and in black sparkly lettering across the tits, it says spoiled. <laughs> In a nod to her, Anna, she said she had listened to our Anna Nicole Smith episode. Did, was that what Anna Nicole wore in that? She wore it in the court in the courtroom. In the courtroom, uh, yeah. And she like found this shirt or somewhere. She, she said they were custom, so I think she oh she custom. had them made. Yeah, oh, okay. She had these shirts made for us, 
and they're really cute. It's, I posted a picture last night, but then I took it down because it was two tits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know why exactly why she took it down. Desi posted a picture because we were having a conversation on Twitter yesterday. Yes. Last night. And I and she was like, look at the shirt I just got. And it was this picture. And I said, oh my God, your tits look amazing. Because they did. <laughs> and then like 10 minutes later, someone at replied you, some guy, and they right. were like, I want a bucket of your tits. That's exactly why I deleted it. I know. Because then like five minutes later, I was like, or I saw the at reply and then I saw, oh, that's why she deleted the... <laughs> No, because we were talking, I said, I want a bucket of popcorn shrimp. That's what the conversation started. Yes. And I said, look what I wore running. And then he wrote, I want a bucket full of those or something like that. It was unnecessary. So then I took it down and it's like, honestly, look, I'm not going to be like big tit problems. But there is a part part of me that I was like, can I just like, it's like you can't help but have big tits. <laughs> And every time you wear something, you feel like you're displaying them, right. but there's nothing you can really do about it. No. So it's like, I can't even post a picture of a t-shirt without it looking like I'm like, look at my tits. <laughs> but it's like, that's just the way it is. That's like, your body. Yeah. So it's like, it sucks in a way that I can't post it where it's ever going to look innocent. Right. Do you know what I mean? No, like, I look, I have close friends with big titties <laughs> and they've said the same thing since high school. Right. And that, that's when you're like a younger, you'll wear like big baggy shirts or something. Right. But it's like, okay. You feel like you're on display. Yeah. It's kind of annoying. Right. But I don't know. But there's worse things. Other stuff. They have they have their perks. They <laughs> have their perks. So thank you, Linda. Yeah, I thanks. Can't wait we to love wear them. my shirt. We love them. Uh do we have any do you have any podcast movie recommendations? Um okay. I kind of have I haven't watched this yet and I'm really dying to. I keep forgetting to watch it. But have you watched the new Netflix show, documentary show, Trial by Media? Oh, I'm meaning to watch it. I that. keep meaning to watch it. I'm so oh infuriated. God. You I guys keep- will love it. There's a Jenny Jones episode, which we covered, um, the Jenny Jones murder trial episode. So it's a, an episodic show. It's not... I believe it's a documentary series. So I don't know how many episodes... But it's episodes. about a different case Yes, every episode. That's my understanding. Um, and then one of them is the Jenny Jones um, murder that we covered. Which we covered. Uh, and I don't know what the other episodes are, but I'm sure they're all really interesting and good. So I'm just putting it out there because I do want to watch it. I keep fucking forgetting. People are talking it. Oh, there's like a Bernard Getz episode um, and some other cases that were big in New York, the Amadou Diallo, which is a brutal police killing. Um, So it's all of these kind of stories that the media, you have a different impression based on the media coverage than what actually happened type thing. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And this is a weird one. Um, I'm trying to, I'm watching like old things and I'm going to start watching this old mini series that I kind of liked. It's really old. I watched it like five years ago when I was watching classic um, TV miniseries. Like I went through a period where I, where I like watched Roots and I watched the Thorn Birds, like all of those sort of eighties and seventies miniseries. 
And one of them that I watched was called I Claudius. Have you seen that? No. <laughs> it's really, it's really like BBC, PBS, like that style. And it has like a lot of great actors in it, including like John Hurt, uh, a lot of like famous British actors. And it's set obviously in like whatever the Roman, those times. Um, and it's really good. It has that kind of like intrigue and like everyone's betraying each other and all that kind of stuff. So I was going to start watching it and my friend was like, I'll watch it with you. And she's like, there's a really good podcast on it. And I started listening to it and it's really funny. It's called iPodius. <laughs> and it's like a, it's only like 13 episodes or, or whatever. So it's like one episode per episode of this mini series. Yeah. And it's hosted by um, John Hodgman. Do you know who he is? No. He's like a comedian. He's really funny. He has a bunch of podcasts. Um, so I'm excited to like listen to this podcast and watch the show. So if you want to do that this week, do it. And maybe I'll talk about it next week. You cool. can do it with me. Uh, so I think there's that. And then I, did we talk about that podcast about um, Peter Bogdanovich? Yes. Oh, it's really good. I've, I've continued listening to it. I think it's like episode five or six now. Yeah. And I'm up to where he's... Um, with Sybil Shepherd, and he's about to meet Dorothy Stratton. Um, it's interesting. And I'm kind of excited for this other one. It's not out yet. It'll be um, You Must Remember This on Polly Platt. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited for that one cool. too. Uh, why are they doing all these like Peter Bogdanovich <laughs> things lately? I don't know. Is, there, like, is it like his anniversary? <laughs> like what is this year? Because it's like why it seems like the, all this Bogdanovich content right. is coming out for some reason. Right. No idea why. Um, I think that's it. Did you have anything? Uh, you know, nothing, no movies. We watch a lot of movies, but nothing I really was like, oh, that was great this week, which is unfortunate. Uh, I obviously watching 90 Day Fiance still. It's almost time for the tell-all. I think the season finale is next week. So obviously I'm very excited to see how it all wraps up. Uh, listening to a lot of Dateline still. I mean, I just like Keith Morrison yesterday, I was listening to this episode and he said, I don't give a sweet flying fuck. Fuck? He said fuck. Holy shit. I mean, they bleeped it out. Okay. But he was interviewing this convicted killer and the the guy was like, the killer was being a little shit to Keith Morrison or he was just dodging the questions. And it was, the question was like, where did you bury the body? Because the family wants to, the family needs to know. Uh huh. And he like was trying to weasel out of answering the question and Keith Morrison lost it. I've never seen him lose as cool like that. Like he gets sassy with people he's interviewing, but he like, he was over the line and it was really hot. Honestly, I'd be so scared if he said that to me. Like just thinking about it, I'd be like, whoa, I've gone too far. (laughs) This guy went way too far. Like I've seen him, I've never seen him get this push close to the edge before. Right. Um, that's scary. I yeah. am still watching Ray Donovan. I'm on season six. Oh my God. Did so, you get, have you, so you're in New York now? I'm in New York now. Did you see the Only, Nas montage? Which one? Okay. There's a great, I, maybe it's like episode two or something, but there's a great montage to Nas's New York state of mind. Oh, I saw that. It's great. Yeah. I'm on like episode three or four. So oh, okay. I'm sort you of midway in. I have to say, I'm not a, I'm not that enthusiastic about the move to New York. I wasn't either, and it's still good. But there's part of me that a little bit of the stories have turned over a few, a few too many times. Yeah, where I'm kind of like, okay, 
the dad's a loser. Like, I don't need to know this. He's going to fuck up again. Right. Is, you know, when, when a show sort of starts repeating storylines or something, it's kind of like, we only had like Ralphie on the Sopranos one season for a reason. Right. We don't need to have five seasons of someone keeping fucking up (laughs) in my opinion, but I still like it. It's still good. It's definitely though, like, uh, maybe they should have ended last season. I would agree with you, except that season seven's way better. Okay. So, I mean, I'm still watching it. It's not that it's bad, but it's no. definitely like a little bit of a downturn. Yeah. So I'll, it, I'm finishing it out. It's I mean. also just like a weird adjustment because suddenly you're not in LA anymore. Right. So it's like a growing pain yeah. season possibly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm still watching it. It's still good. Yeah. I'm not complaining. We still love Liev Schreiber. Uh, of course. He's so My, hot. Dude, he he's definitely pulling out bats more in New York, so I gotta love that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he you love pulled that. a bat out last night to beat up some firefighters in Staten Island, which is oh, like yeah. just the absolute like most New York moment. <laughs> and I just got rock hard. I remember that scene. I love when he pulls the bat out, and then the guy's like, "Oh, you can't do it without a bat." Now remember, they tried to make Liev Schreiber look like he gained weight at the beginning of this season, yeah, and, and that he was out of shape. Come on, <laughs> and he had to like do like a Rocky montage yeah. training to get back in shape. It, it, they they literally like had him have a down spiral for like one episode. Yeah. <laughs> Where he was like wearing bigger sweat clothes and he couldn't, he couldn't beat people up anymore. And his hair wasn't like groomed properly. Right. And he was honestly even hotter to me. Uh, but yeah, so I'm still into Ray Donovan. Going to watch some I Claudius. <laughs> Kicking it like this is my quarantine life. Hey, did you see what I ate last night? What did you? Okay, eat? first of all, here's a classic example of something I tweeted at 12:30 p.m. or 12:30 a.m. Being a pig, which I love, and like just falling asleep. And it was actually uh, I had take. I was really hungry. I was starving. Oh, I vaguely remember you. I was this. fucking starving. Okay, I, remember. I, had, I have zero. I need like I have zo- no snacks in my house. Okay, this need was, some fucking snacks. I know what it is, and it's really Desi. <laughs> Desi. I took it, and then I went to watch Ray Donovan. Okay, that's oh like my thing God. I like to do at night. Have some snacks. Have a LaCroix, <laughs> <laughs> and watch Ray Donovan. Okay. I don't have any snacks. So I poured chocolate chips into a jar of peanut butter and got a spoon and sat down and watched Ray Donovan. I tweeted, I tweeted literally, I just poured chocolate chips into peanut butter, a jar of peanut butter and got a spoon. Like a throwaway tweet, like not even a joke. I woke up this morning and it had like 600. What? <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? Because I don't get notifications for things. Yeah. So things like, sometimes I don't even notice the tweet is like, popular until i like see it for some reason like when i went to sleep it had like five faves because it was like people i knew who were up late yeah <laughs> and it was like almost something i deleted because i was like oh what am i doing i look this is embarrassing what's wrong with you andy lasner did he retweet it he quote tweeted it no <laughs> where <laughs> so he quote tweeted it with like andy who are your heroes <laughs> andy you know colon and then it was my tweet <laughs> And it was like his, of course, had like a hundred thousand likes. So I got like some residual likes right. from it because he's like a popular account. And he always likes all my pig tweets. Yeah. I, it was just like funny because I woke up. I was like, oh, that's why it's popular. Not because of me, because Andy's like my hero. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Andy. 
And he's like, my, he's like, I'm going to get my family to do this tonight. I was like, okay, don't tell your wife that I'm like the one who caused this. I made like an angry email, like my son and husband. Uh, So like, I think I had some better food this week. I did have Panda Express again. (gasps) It wasn't as good though. Do you know sometimes Panda Express, it's like hit or miss. Like when it doesn't taste really fresh. Yeah, you got like it. Yeah, when it's, it's fresh, fresh, it's like the best. But then sometimes if it's like, eh, like the best thing is when you walk in and you're like, we can you wait five minutes? We're doing oh, a fresh batch. You're like, yeah, I wait fucking ten minutes. <laughs> when they ask me if I want to wait wait five minutes, I'm down, dude. That's when I knew I got the right thing. Is like, yes, I will wait for that fresh fucking. I watch them walk it. Oh. <laughs> You know, walk that fucking sweet walk fire chicken. Way. Yeah, walk it to me. <laughs> now, what's that fun is? <laughs> so uh, it was still good. I ate it. That was a good snack because I had it for dinner. And snack. then snack. Like, <laughs> no, because I had it for dinner. I had some leftovers, and then at like midnight, I watched Ray Donovan, and I ate it out of the Chinese food container mm. like I was in a movie. <laughs> Yeah. Just ate it right out. Like you're a hard-boiled detective. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. So that was a good snack. And then last night, that was really what I was sad. I was like, remember last night I had that good snack? (laughs) The leftover Panda Express. Oh, man. I miss it. It was good. I did some cooking this week. We're doing what you eat. We're talking about food. Sorry. I just segued. That's fine. Uh, Yeah. I did some cooking. I made some Moroccan-style chicken. Oh, yeah. I saw that. It's really good. It's a really good recipe. It's really like not that difficult to make it's just a lot of steps because and there's like a lot of spices there's a lot of spices there's like 10 different spices in the spice mix plus harissa goes into it which i love i love it i love harissa and so it's just like a very flavorful chicken and then inside of it's like you braise it you know i braise it in my little la crusade um and uh has like green olives in it and apricot, dried apricots, and they get all plump when you cook Yum. them. But those are diced up into the sauce, so it just creates this like amazing, flavorful. What do you eat it with? Uh, couscous. Couscous. Yeah. Yum. So good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm a big fan. And then I made another pot of chili this week too. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I'm trying to think. I don't think I had anything else exciting. Yeah, I really was like thinking about doing some baking this week. I need to go grocery shopping. That's part of my problem. Yeah. I tend to do big grocery shoppings now and then like week, like I'll buy two weeks and then week two, it's like, okay, things are dire. It's slim pickings. Yeah. It's, all the good stuff was eaten within the first chips hour. And peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. Like last night, I seriously, I was close to like making a full meal. Right. Because that was my only option. Right. <laughs> it's like make a full meal or nothing. Right. So I, I do need some snacks. I should get like, I do have like popcorn, but sometimes I just don't feel like making, like I don't, I only have the seeds. I don't have like microwave popcorn. We just bought the seeds. I like fresh popcorn. I do too. The kernels. Yeah. Because I like, I have a very special way to make it. How do you make it? Um, I put like oil and butter. Yeah. And then I cook the seeds and then I grate uh, fresh Parmesan <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's the best way to eat popcorn. Yeah, it's, it's really so good. good. There's something about the flavor of freshly made popcorn with the kernels that's really good. I found this recipe. I'll maybe I can post it where it's like it's you know squirrel 
that yeah. restaurant in LA. It's like yeah. a really good gourmet shop. Um, she has a technique where it's like a little bit extra oil than normal and it makes it really crispy. Like it makes oh, it extra good. And so I kind of like doing that, but I, I mix it with like half butter and half oil yeah, uh, and then cook the seeds that way. So they get really buttery. Yeah. Mm, it's so good. Mm. Homemade popcorn. Oh, we're yeah. going to make that tonight. Okay. That's what we're doing tonight. Okay, cool. Okay. That's it. That's it. Bye. Bye.